Hello and welcome to another Comedians interview for my blog and podcast, A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 1,000 comedians over the last 48 years. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today. It's the wonderful Kate McGann. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? You're okay? Yes. Brilliant. Um, well, day. thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And uh, um, ju- just before we get cracking, I just want to congratulate both you and Rich Wilson, who has been a guest on the podcast as well, because you're married. Yes, yes. Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations. Thank this you is, so much. This is the first uh, podcast comedy couple. Of, um, <laughs> so, well done. Congratulations. Best thank news you so you. much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're really um, pleased. So the interview is going to last about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to go right back to the start and ask you, how did you become a comedian in the first place, please? Um, so I was always um, an actress and always sort of performing and, and wow. on stage. And, and I did like emceeing or cabaret nights. And then um, about 10 years ago, my friend did a like Groupon uh, stand-up course, you know, like one of those two-day, like, learn to do a stand-up, you know, get more confident. And, you know, there was a guy, uh, so basically he asked me to go on it with him because he didn't want to do it on his own. Um, so I did that with him. And there was a guy who was a best man and he wanted to, like, get his speech right really funny. And it, so it was kind of just like a, another thing to do. And, and I dabbled. I did a couple of, of gigs, like, a few, 10 years ago. And I put on an, a, a couple of nights as well. So right. I sort of, that was in London. And then I stopped for a few years and moved to Australia. Right. And then uh, when I moved back to Brighton in 2015, I, I did a play. And then in 2017, somebody who I was in a play with was like, you, you're really funny. You should do stand up. And I was like, well, I kind of dabbled years ago, but haven't really done anything with it. Um, so I started properly. I, I sort of count it from 2017. 2017. Uh, so, yeah. So, so um, and then I did So You Think You're Funny um, yeah. in 2019. And because I, I hadn't really gone full throttle. You know how some comics start and they do like hundreds of gigs. Um, but no, I sort of, I was very much like a one once a month kind of a dipped my toe in. Um, right. But then the so, rest is history. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Um, so, so your first ever gig properly yeah. was 2015, somewhere around there. Is that right? Um, my first like proper stand-up gig that I did, I did it at Dirty Dick. So that must have been in about um, two thousand and oh my god, twelve. That's, that's Liverpool Street. Yeah. So I did. I did like Genius. five minutes, and it was terrible. <laughs> uh, it was so bad, Richard. It was really, really bad. Um, <laughs> it was. Oh god, it was just like. I really shouldn't be doing this. Um, but because, you know, I, I did like making people laugh and I loved doing um, comedy plays and, and comedy, uh, like, acting. So, um, but like, I would I would definitely count my first, like, proper, proper gig uh, would be 2017, um, sort of starting again. 
Um, and where was that? In Brighton. So I was right. starting because there's so many um, gigs and open mic uh, venues in Brighton. Like we're, we're kind of spoiled for choice, really. That there's you could gig every night if you if you could if you wanted to. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, but um, yeah. So I, I did a gig. It was at Junkyard Dogs. Oh uh, yeah, no, I I know I know it well because I go to the Brighton Fringe every year. Yes. Just, yes, just no. A couple of days or so, and I absolutely love it. It's like a little taster for the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Oh, fab. Yeah, yeah. so we, um, yeah. Junkyard Dogs, yeah. they used to have a, a venue um, in Kemp Town, um, right. but now they've they've moved. Uh, they don't have the actual venue anymore, uh, but they've still kept their names. So they, they sort of pop up in different venues, which is great. That's so, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So um, when you first started out or or any time during your career have have you ever found it difficult to find to get spots in comedy Uh, because there's so many comedians nowadays do you do you how do you go about booking into a comedy night Do, 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 do the promoters contact you or do you contact them um well it sort of depends on the level really because if you're just doing an open mic yeah um I mean, Facebook is a blessing because, you know, you can just join all these like local groups. Yeah. I want to do a gig here. And if it's open mic and you're not getting paid, then it's super easy, like, you know, to just get a five minute spot. But I'm not sort of at open mic level anymore. Um, I mean, it's great if I need to try out a new material. So I just um, use like one of the local nights. Uh, There's a really good night called... um, what well, used to be called Type Five, and then it got changed to Bunch of Fives, and now it's called Kool Aid Comedy. So it's the same oh. night, but it's just changed its name. Right. Um, so that's great, and it's just nice to use, you know, those for new material. Just to so you go up with your book, and it's all very kind of relaxed, and you can go, oh, that didn't work, and you know, you could scrub it out. And there's another one on the seafront called Electric Arcade. Yeah, yeah. And that's every Monday, and that's it's been there, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's nice because it's like 10 minutes of where you're just kind of spitballing ideas, really. So, yeah, it's, that's it's, easy. Yeah. It's in, it's interesting because um, the reason, uh, one of the reasons why the blog started was um, I, I'm, I want to promote both established and new comedians. Mm-hmm. So, there's, so I've been uh, the, quote, friend of so many comedians who have tried five minutes (laughs) (laughs) and I go along (laughs) and I should uh, ensure my laugh because it's it's it it just rocks the room and then it is infectious your laugh (laughs) but But, I mean I think that helps because once you've got like if you're in a quieter audience and then you're there and your laugh is is so infectious that it just sort of brings up the whole energy of everyone else, you know. Well, that's lovely to say. Thank you so much. I should insure it, I know. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark it. (laughs) What do you like to talk about on stage? Have you got any specific themes or anything like that? Um, I just talk about sort of my life, really. I don't, I'm not very political. I don't really talk about current affairs and things, but I talk about things that make me laugh. Um, I mean, most of my sort of material is about dating, but obviously now I'm married, so um, (laughs) that's going to change a bit. But I I actually need to write new material, so I'm going to be going to some of those open mics. Um, 
but yeah, no, I was saying before, like going uh, now I'm sort of at that weird level where I'm, I'm sort of not getting paid gigs regularly, like where I'm enough, um, but I'm also not, I'm above sort of doing open mic levels. So I'm sort of in this weird in-betweeny phase. So some mm -hmm. gigs I do are amazing and I've been asked to do them and um, I, I get booked on these brilliant lineups. Yeah. And then other times I'm sort of, it's, people don't know who I am. So I'm still, I'm still in that weird phase where I'm trying to get my name out there and trying to get um, known by everyone and um, to try and get my career going a bit more. Um, so yeah when i'm on stage I'm, i need to write a bit more material i think about being married and um i just write about things that make me laugh you know it's always a bit blue as well i like a bit of rude Lovely, comedy really um that's what makes me laugh i think you know i love talking about willies and bums you know it's, it's, it's so stupid that's what makes me laugh so i think as long as you're making yourself laugh that's my <laughs> Do you would you say that um the more experience you have on stage, the better a comedian you are? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. you have to do the groundwork. I mean, you can't run before you can walk. Um, like, I, I wouldn't dream of doing a, an hour Edinburgh show. Um, I have done sort of a 45-minute hour at Brighton, but Brighton Festival, but then it, this is my hometown. And, Yeah. you know, all my friends will come. Um, and it's a very sort of... safe environment because I know the venues, I know the audience who will come. Whereas Edinburgh is, is petrifying. Um, so I, Honestly. I, even though I've been, I feel like I've been doing comedy like five years properly. Um, and I know I had a bit of a gap during the pandemic. Um, but I think I, I need to build up to, to do that like hour long show. Um, so it's definitely about experience. Yeah, just Very get much as so, yeah. many gigs as as possible under your belt. <laughs> I always, I always say as well, um, uh, I can't imagine you ever having a bad gig because you're so bubbly and and, and enthusiastic on stage. But um, my my guess is that you that you have to have the bad gigs to become a better comedian as well as the Yeah. good ones. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I mean, it's all experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, one person's bad gig is another person smashing it. So, you know, like so it's all subjective. But I mean, I I did a gig like this week for example at the Bill Murray and it's, you know, a venue that's hallowed like I've always wanted to be there. I've always wanted to perform there and it was really exciting to to do my first gig there and it was 10 minutes. Um And I, the traffic was really bad on the way and I was really stressed and it was all a bit of a Yeah. blarber Oh, dear. getting there. And then I literally got there with about, I like to get there about half an hour before so I kind of, you know, have a drink and settle in Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yourself prepare, set up. Yeah. yeah, sort of prepare. Um, and I did okay, like I got big laughs, but yeah, I just didn't feel like I smashed. I didn't feel like I did my best. Um, so even though I didn't die, Um, I know that because of the situation, because I was sort of, I was first on as well. And I'd had a really stressful day at work because I'm still working in the day. Um, so having having that kind of like stress, it does, it, all those elements do do kind of add into it. Um, so you've got to be in the right frame of mind. And sometimes I feel like I don't do as good of 
good as a job like at other times um but sometimes i smash i think i think uh it's very true to say because because it's similar with me i mean I've, I've i've been watching comedy as i said at the top nearly 50 years but my i i worked uh in the civil service for 17 i've been in, i've been in london for half my life my home city's carlisle um uh, uh and then i went i then i worked in a school and uh it got a bit monotonous and a bit mm. routine and I, and i needed the i needed something other than the routine and of yeah. course i found comedy and it, it, i i love going to see as many shows and discovering new talent and all the rest of it. Since uh, May, I've uh, got a brand new job in the council, which I absolutely love. So personally, I'm having a fantastic year because I've got the comedy and and the thing. But but I know know exactly what you mean. It's like having something else other than the norm to... Mm. Keep keep going, really, and 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 I think comedy offers that in a lot of certainly a lot of comedians I've talked to. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, at the moment I'm freelancing, so I I don't right. have like a permanent job, but I'm really lucky in the sense that I can jump in and out of things. Yeah. Because uh, I used to work in events, so um, it's right. one of those industries that will forever need people jumping in and out. Um, not necessarily permanently, but ad hoc so at the yeah. moment it's it's really uh, the the um place that i'm working for is a massive a prop and costume makers so they're That's like great. so busy at the moment but then in the new year they might be a bit quieter so yeah. it's kind of works in its favor really we're kind of yeah. helping each other out which is good That's fantastic um when you're on stage how do you remember all your routines have you got a method um I bullet point everything so I have like a word that will remind me of uh, what joke it is so I do a joke about um an MOT and then I just write like MOT so I'll know sort of the bullet points and I do change it up I do change the order of it um so it's not always the same because otherwise I get a bit bored of saying the same material over and over again um and sometimes obviously if I'm doing like 10 minutes somewhere and then 15 minutes and then 20 minutes and then five minutes. So you have to keep doctoring what you're doing. Um, but I I just remember like in bullet points, uh, the, the, the jokes. That's um, brilliant. That's that because because a lot of people have different ways of doing it. A lot of people write it down on the hand. A lot of people have yeah. notes. I feel like if I write it on my hand, I'll look at my hand. Yeah. Um, but I trust that I'll know the next bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm because I think I'm used to learning lines, like being an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's like learning lines. Like when I first start writing a new joke or a new bit of material, I write it longhand. Right. So I write it as I'm going to say it. Like even to the point of saying, good evening, everybody. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> well, know. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> then it sort of goes in because you're reading it like a script um you know some people just write notes in their phone um i have have it in my phone so i look at it just before going on but no sometimes i find if i've written it on my hand 
um, I will kind of, I'm not very, my writing's terrible as well. <laughs> so I'd be like, what does that say? Like, and also hand sanitizer doesn't help either because no. at the moment, as soon as you put hand sanitizer on, it, it rubs that off. Would, yeah, defeat the object of it. It's, it's, it's interesting because other than my blog, the most creative thing I've ever done, um, I wrote a play uh, which was um, we performed for Comic Relief. And I, yeah. and I originally wrote it for the, I wanted to put it on at the Edinburgh Fringe. I might still do. It, um, in a in a nutshell, it's called The Applicant. And it's it's, it's basically about me um, uh, and uh, the, uh, my, my character in it uh, has a successful girlfriend uh, and she's based in London. I'm in Carlisle. And I come down to London to be with her, but I've never had a job interview, so I want to get a job. And and it's a series of job interviews. Um, uh, that uh, the first one is I, I know nothing at all, and by the end of it, I get given my ideal job. Oh, but wow. for plot reasons, the interviewer kills me, and the <laughs> <laughs> and the and the last it's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the last scene is me at the gates of heaven or hell being interviewed by god uh and god says to me we've been watching you on planet earth and we think you would make an ideal job interviewing corpses and i shrug my shoulders and the lights go out the reason i'm telling you this is it it went through the roof and i'm trying to resurrect it and hopefully hopefully i will do but um it was written monologue interview monologue interview and so I was sitting in a waiting room looking round on my own and then start talking to the audience and monologue and my story and then the interviewer comes on. My mate played all the interviews. When I ran out with the first in with first monologue on the first night, I forgot the monologue entirely and I was like a rabbit in headlights and we'd been rehearsing this for 10 weeks and I'd even written the thing. And I'm thinking, how am I going to remember it all? And so that's why I asked the questions, you see. Yeah. Thing. When when the chat when my mate came on and we bantered off each other, I never forgot another word. But it was, I don't know, it was like the not the fear of the moment, but it's like you're actually going ahead and doing it. And and um, yeah. it 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 follows on to another question I wanted to ask you about um, getting nervous on stage. Do you, do you ever get nerves before you go on stage, and how do you cope with them? Um, I do. Yeah. I think yeah. nerves are good. I think um, it. I think it's important. I like it. It's good to see look relaxed on stage, um, but I think a little bit of like a before you go on gives you sort of energy. You know, um, I enjoy. I enjoy it a little bit, but weirdly, I I don't get nervous all the time. Um, I get more nervous acting and in a play because you're remembering lines. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you screw up your line then this person can't say their line. And you know what I mean? Like there's more, I feel like there's more risk. Whereas on doing stand-up, um, if you fluff a line, you can go, oh, I've, I fucked that up. Like, and then you can kind of, do you know what I mean? Like you can I know what you go, mean. You can, oh, you I've, can, I've made a mistake. And then there's a sense kind of, of admission. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then yeah. also because it's, it's you, if you do stuff in a different order, the audience aren't going to know that you did it in a different yeah. order. So it's fine. So there's less risk, but I mean, I've got friends that are actors and that have been actors for years that say, I don't know how you do stand up. That's insane um, because it's so scary. 
so it's weird but the when i get the most nervous genuinely is um doing if i do like a competition or a gong show yeah that is like next level nerves i i get really nervous because Why is that? because there's that um you know threat of when you do a gong show and then there's like people are gonna hold up a a, a red card <laughs> it's like i did horrible. it at the frog and bucket in manchester which is an amazing venue a lovely place i absolutely love to play there like do just a straight 10 minutes yeah yeah because i would i feel like i it would be a very different experience and i'd really enjoy it um but i did the their beat the frog um and I was honestly, I was so nervous beforehand. I thought I was going to be sick, and I was just like, "This is awful. Why have I done it?" And then I managed to get to five minutes, and I managed to beat the frog, and it was fine. And I was, I was in the final, and but there were some other people that were were really good as well. So someone else won it, but I just get so nervous doing it that I, I just, yeah, I don't really... But they are, but they are, as you say, I think they are a good thing, nerves. Would would you say that uh, if you're nervous beforehand, if you walk up, if you walk onto the stage and then as soon as you get the microphone and speak, the nerves go? Yes, yeah, If definitely. you want to, it's, because you're in control of the audience. I think I, I get that sort of, like, pit, you know, when you get, like, in the pit of your stomach, you go... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, horrible. So I get that right <laughs> before I go on. And then as soon as that's subsided, and as soon as I'm on stage and I relax into it, I'm fine. fine. But a lot of the time, if I think about what I'm saying, I sort of fluff my lines because I've suddenly oh. go, oh, hang on a minute, I've said that, no way. But if you're just in that, what what's called like a flow state, where you're just like, bah, yeah, and then this, and then and then you sort of banter and dipping yeah. and out of your material. And I love it when you get to that state. That's so good. Like, yeah, that's yeah, such yeah, a great yeah. place to be when you're you're just like on fire and and everything's going really well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, um, I I've told this story to many a comedian on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I I've actually had a go at stand up comedy myself to okay. get it on the system. And it was a gong show. Yeah, um, oh, I know. I know a prom- uh, the, the the promoter who I've known for year, years and years ago. He said to me, um, "I've got a gong show. It's for old people. It couldn't be worse. This. And um, uh, uh, um, if you want to have a go, there's a the, you, you can go on it. So I um, uh, I did this. Wrote this." Uh, sketch thing out which was me being accident prone in driving around carlisle in cars and he loved it and, and he said oh yeah you'll be really good you know he got five minutes and i walked out there was three people in the in the audience three old men and uh, the first thing i said to them was uh, good afternoon ladies and gentlemen people think i look like eddie the eagle edwards the ski jumper but i can't see the resemblance myself and of course i'm his double <laughs> one, old, one old bloke in the back just went Fuck off! And I got off. And then oh. have another go, have another go. And I walked back on. Similar thing happened. And I said, I don't know whether this is for me. I said, maybe my calling is sitting in the audience supporting you all. But uh, never say never again. Never say never again. But um, it, it, it's it's, it's, it's funny when you're talking about gong shows. 
Yeah, there, there's just something about them. I think because there's the threat. I mean, I did um, King Gong at the Comedy Store. Yeah, and I lasted like nearly three minutes. Right, but it was That's genuinely good. like the longest three minutes of my life, <laughs> and it was gladiatorial. Like it was like whoa! Like everyone was just so oh. like. There was one guy, bless him. He didn't even get to the microphone. Like, oh, wow. Even, and the, the red cards went up. And then Laura Lex was emceeing that particular one. She's brilliant. And she's brilliant. She's such an amazing comedian. Yeah. And she lives in Brighton as well. Yeah. And we did a gig together. And I said, oh, I, I actually, you, you emceed the King Gong that I did. And I won't ever do it again. And she said, I won't do it again. It was, it, well, she I mean, I don't know if she has since. She might, it might have been fine, but um, she said that particular night that she did, it even she wasn't in control. Like the audience yeah. were just on one, like they were just desperate to like humiliate. And it's that thing of like humiliating people. Like some audiences, they they've got your back and they they want you to do really well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're they're like egging you on, like yeah, you can do it. You can beat the gong. And and some people have done that night and it's been amazing and they've they've smashed it and it's they they really enjoyed it but the night the particular night that i did the audience were not uh up for it at all and not not that they weren't up for it is that that they weren't being supportive they were they they just wanted people to feel like shit um mm. like that was their thing and then um even laura said she, you know she really struggled with them because they were just like raucous and it was wild i find that fascinating because whenever i go to a comedy night mm. i'm there to support and i'm not there to heckle or to mm. shout out or anything like that and i've been in audiences where hecklers have sat or or been unsupported and all the rest of it we're not here to hear them we're here to hear the comics and we're here to have a good time so I can't really get my my head around it other than to say that it is all experience, you know, to ex mm. to go through something like that. You'll be ready for it should it ever happen again, God forbid, because yeah. you get better as you, as, you, as you go on and you go on. Let's move on. Um, you mentioned before uh, about the semi-final, was it the semi-final of season yeah, I well, I got through to the final, yes. The final. Well yes. done, you. Well Thank done, you. you. My, um, my, sorry, sorry carry on. No, um, yeah, it was in 2019. So the winner was Finley Christie. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's he's doing really well at the moment. And yeah. uh, the runner-up was Charlie George and Shane Byrne. Like, they're all so, so, so funny. So I think um, the the final that we did the competition was insane. Like well, the well level of Claire House was, I can't yeah. remember everyone, but the level of eight of us that were on, it was just like so good. I mean, That's fantastic. I was honoured to be included in that that group. Well done you, congratulations. That's Thank brilliant. You. The, 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 the question that goes with, with that is, um, what is your view of comedy competitions? Do you think they're a good thing overall? Yeah, I do. I think they're a really good platform. Um, I mean, I 
because with So You Think You're Funny, you have to have done under, I think it's 20 gigs or 25 gigs, I can't remember. Um, right. Or you have to have been doing it under two years. So it's it's very much a new act competition. I don't know if that rule has always been in or if it's just a new thing, but um, when I did it, I, I was lucky because I had done, even though I'd been doing it for a long time, I'd done under 20 gigs. So like st proper stand-up gigs. So that was that was one thing but it was just spread out over like a long time uh because i was very half-hearted about it and oh. i spoke to julia and like <laughs> i've i've done um you know a cabaret shows and i've I'd, I'd done loads of emceeing but as actual straight stand-up like yeah it, it was it wasn't that many um so I think they're a really good idea. I think they're a really good platform. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I love going to watch them as well. Like, I think they're brilliant. And so you think you're funny is is an institution. Like, it's it's just brilliant. Yeah. Like, I always try and go to. I I only managed to get to the semi finals. I didn't manage to get to the final to watch it. But yeah, it's always such a fun night. Do you think it uh, the competitions improve a, com a comedian's career? Yeah, done I mean, it? like everyone, it, it's quite nice to like put it on your CV as well. Like it's quite a nice little like fine list of you know whatever. It is, it's um, great. Yeah, it, it does look good. I think what it does is that it gives you that platform to put you in front of certain people and, and then it give, elevates you. I mean, it was annoying because um, I did that in 2019 and then 2020 was going to be my year. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. And I had like really good gigs booked and I had the comedia booked in Brighton, which is like a, an amazing club. It is. I know it well. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I had loads of really good things happening and, and I, I was getting to that stage where I was like look, approaching agents and, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be my year, 2020. And, and then, then obviously germs got in the way. Horrible. Um, Awful time. But yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, it's just like, and it basically everything stopped. And I mean, I wasn't well enough known in comedy that I could get paid to do online gigs. I wasn't... Um, I mean, not that anyone got paid during that time, unfortunately, but you know, I, I was I wasn't at that level, um, so I just kind of worked and and didn't do any comedy for for about a year and a half. It was an sad. awful time. The the, yeah. the the whole industry was decimated. It was it was just awful. It's and thank God you're all back now. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to Edinburgh. I've I've been very fortunate to be able to have my holidays at the Edinburgh Fringe since 2005. I go, I've gone every year apart from the two years of the pandemic and I see about 50 shows in a year and I'm absolutely exhausted at the end of it, but I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. Tell me about your first ever Edinburgh Fringe. Um, well, I went in 2018 Yeah, and I went for four days um on my own um and like I bumped it was nice because with Edinburgh you know you can't walk two feet without bumping into someone you know and obviously I just started I'd only been doing comedy like a year and I sort of bumped into people that I knew and it was it was just really nice to see like people from Brighton there and 
um i did like one gig and it was in um the city cafe at like 11 a.m yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah still a gig yeah i thought well i'll do that and it wasn't very good um but yeah it was like you know to to four people um but I, so i went on my own and I, just to experience it and the best thing about going on your own i enjoyed about it was um that you could go do you remember when they had the app and it was like what's on now like where what's on right now near me it was the best thing and it the was best. disgraceful that they got rid of it this year. i know i know and and everybody you couldn't go to whatever you wanted to see it was ridiculous you had to plan it all in advance well the thing is that i found i loved about it was that it gave you that opportunity to watch stuff that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. go and see um like i came across so many things that i was like right i've got you know a couple of hours before my next show like a book booked in like big things that i wanted to see and then i was basically like free in between so then i like clicked on the app and i was like what's near me right now mm -hmm. and then i went to oh that's comedy or that's theater Amazing. and i just went and because you were not with another person, you don't have to go, oh, do you want to see that? No, I don't want to see that. Oh, well, actually, oh, actually, I'm a bit hungry. No, are you hungry? Well, I need the toilet. <laughs> so it was quite nice that I could just go and please myself. And I yeah. saw so many shows. The magic of it, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, um, so I squeezed them in. So that was 2018. That was 2018. Yeah. And then 2019, um, I did the semi-final of So You Think You're Funny. Yeah. Um, and I went up to Edinburgh and I stayed with um, a friend because uh, I, I used to work for Comic-Con. Like that was my, my job. Right. Was big uh, events company. Yeah. And um, I, the person I worked with is from Edinburgh. And she said, oh, if you're going up there, you should stay with my friend Sandra, um, who was lovely. And Sandra said, yeah, of course, come and stay here. So I stayed there for a couple of days and then got through to the final. So then came home and then had to work for a week and then go back and do the final. Um, so, and then we went again, obviously like the pandemic, um, and then this year I stayed with Sandra again, but this time with Rich. So we got free accommodation for the whole of Edinburgh, which is unheard of. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so um, we were really lucky. Just as, just as an aside, I've been to a Comic-Con once and uh, I, I got attacked by a Dalek, if that's another story. <laughs> I bet you are. Anyway, <laughs> now, now I have a confession to make, okay? Yeah. I've never, unfortunately, seen you live on stage, but I'm going to change that next year, definitely, or this year, if it's still time. Yeah. Where I have seen you, and this is a wonderful story, is... Um, uh, the story was, um, I I'm, I'm on this podcast, I, I was probably the last person to interview Barry Cryer, which was oh, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, my friend Steve Ullathorne, who's the photographer to the comedians at the Edinburgh Fringe, yes. sealed the deal for me. And I'd, and I'd never met him. And he very kindly got me to... Uh, passes to the Udderbelly VIP area, and that's where I first met you. And you were you two of you, you and Rich, were so kind. I thought to myself, you would make a wonderful guest, and you are. It's brilliant. So oh, please forgive you. me, but I I will get round to seeing you very oh, no, soon because because nice. I, I I can imagine you to be a fantastic comic. Um, <laughs> I do uh, <did> fun. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, 
just just to expand a bit more on your comedy, uh, can you describe your writing process and where you get your ideas from? Do you use a notebook? Do you is it all in here when you when you go on stage? How do you process it all? Um, well, I have like an idea for something. Like if something will pop in my head, um, yeah. or I'll be saying something to someone, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's quite funny." Um, and then I'll just I'll get my phone out, and it's quite annoying because like if I'm out with friends or something, and something I say something funny, then I'll put it in my phone, and everyone's like, "Oh, she's writing a note because she's getting <laughs> all material. It's all going off," and you know so. All material is, you know, good material. So um, I'll I'll sort of have an idea, and then the next day I'll be like, "What do I mean, sausages? What do I mean? What was?" <laughs> you just got words. Like, yeah. I'll be like, what was that about? Like, what was I talking? So then um, I'll then sit down and sort of work out the joke backwards, you know, or, or or try and find the hook or whatever it is, and then I'll write it out longhand in my in my notebook, and then the next day just to to just get up on stage and say it. And if yeah. it gets a laugh, then that's good. And then I build on it. I mean, I'm working on a bit of material now, which I have done on stage and I've done it on a big stage, but it doesn't quite like finish. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I have, I need like a hook. Um, and I, I've done a writing course with um, a guy called Logan Murray. Well, um, I've heard of him, yeah. yeah and he's um, lovely. And so I've done his writing course a couple of times. And he said to me, like, whenever you, if you need to sort of work something out or, or think about something, like, feel free to just give me a call and we can work stuff out. That's and, brilliant. And it's so lovely. And what he does is he sort of helps you play with it and he ekes out the bits that you wanna, want to make funny. And then he'll, he'll, you'll come up with it, but he'll ask the right things in order for you to come up with it. So it's, I really like how he works. And, you know, I, I sort of spitball and, and Rich and I will be in the car and we'll be driving to, you know, wherever Yeah. we're driving to a gig. And then we'll sort of talk about bits and go, oh, that's a bit that that's really funny. And so we will talk about it in the car as well. So it's kind of just working out where the funny is. And that's that's where I... Like, that's what that, it's that's all about. Right. Yeah. That's that's that, that's a wonderful answer. Um mm -hmm. today, what's been your comedy highlight? Oh, comedy highlight. Um, I definitely think performing at the um comedia in Brighton because I, I used to go to the comedia and watch um like for Crater Comedy Nights and Yeah, yeah. I've done that. At a really young age, like I was going there. I mean I, I'm from Brighton, so I grew up here. Um, so being on that stage for the first time was a really big deal. Like for me, I was like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> so that was like, um, and it's just something that I've always wanted to do. I mean, my ultimate goal one day uh, would, my dream would be to perform on the stage at the Dome um, at, in Brighton. Um, right. because I used to work at the Dome and um, that's obviously, or the Theatre Royal, like either or, because I used to work at both um, yeah. as an usher. Um, so to be a performer on those stages would be amazing. That would be a highlight. But at the moment, it's the comedia. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm, I'm certain your dream will come true. I've, I've, I've seen, um, who did I, I saw Josh Widdicombe 
at Brighton Dome and I saw Dara O'Brien at that Brighton Dome. They were both excellent. Yes. Yeah, I've course. never been in, I've been past the Theatre Royal because it's across the road from the Max Miller statue, which I yes. love. Yeah. yeah. So um, I must make a point of going there. I'm sure it's going to happen. Definitely. Because I've seen so many comedians over the years, I can just tell I'm going to have a good time watching you on, on oh, stage. Thank you. I, I actually saw Sean Walsh recently um, at oh. the Theatre Royal. And Sean and I know each other. We've known each other for a really long time. Yeah. We went to Sixth Horn College together. Wow. Um, yeah, so we know each other from Van Dean back in the day. And um, when he had, like, long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, like, a 16-year-old. So we've known <laughs> each other for a really long time. That's brilliant. Yeah. He's he, He's been on here. He was wonderful. Okay. And I think probably... He was the best show we saw at Edinburgh. He, he, he was on fire this year with his... At um, the stand. The, yeah, the stand. He was so just good. phenomenal. The show about his dad. He's just so funny. Um, <laughs> so do you have any ambitions as a comedian? Is, uh, uh, I, I, th- I, I, I think you've answered that, playing the Brighton yeah. Dome, but... Do you, would, yeah. would would you like to be on TV? Would you like to? Would you like your own chat show or something like this? Or well, I mean, if it happens, like the dream, um, Rich, the actual dream would be to write uh, and star in a sitcom. Um, wow. I'm a huge uh, fan of Ashleen B, um, and her program This Way Up was amazing. Yeah, it's the and best. I really isn't enjoyed it? Yeah. it, and also. Um, uh, Daisy May Cooper as well. Yeah. Um, so she's. Our little kid is superb. Have you seen the recent <laughs> program? It's so yes. good. Yeah. Um, this country and also, am I being unreasonable? Yeah. Um, just, I, I mean, I'd love to write with someone because I, I, I've, I've got an idea for um, a sitcom. Yeah. Um, and it's basically um, about Comic Con and working for the company event company who put it on um so that is my idea um and it's also because there's been a show where it's been from the actor's perspective called con man um starring alan tujic and it's like a very short series um and like each episode's only about 10 minutes long uh, but it's really funny and really good um and there's also been obviously like programs like the big bang theory yeah yeah, yeah. um so you know, where they go to a Comic-Con. Um, so we, I just thought it'd be really nice to do it from the perspective of actually being the event organisers because it's a whole new world. It's very different. So I'd love to do that. And, um, to yeah, to get my own TV show um, and use my acting skills because I've got a degree in it, I might as well use it, um, would be my absolute dream. And also to, to go on tour and do bigger gigs and... That'd be amazing. Well, this is all coming your way. It is all coming true. That is a fantastic idea for a sitcom. And I've and I've got a deal, all right. If if when you write, not if, when you write your sitcom about Comic Con, okay, <laughs> the deal is I want to be in it and I'll be attacked by that Dalek in in the thing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Done. Genuinely, I'll hold you to that. I wish you every success because the people that you picked out, Ashley B is incredible. Yes. She she's an amazing comedian, and I was so pleased for this way up because yes. it's all you can see. There's a lot of her in the in the 
writing and she's just so she comes across so innocent on on screen but the things that happen to her are just like what's going on here <laughs> and that's 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 the magic of sitcom I, I wish you so much success with that oh really thank do. you yeah I think, I, I think it's a great idea um who who are your favorite comedians past and present um, well, I mean, I've just mentioned Ashleen B. I think she's mm. fantastic. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, I, I mean, we've got so many good, like, female comedians at the moment, and I love yeah. them all. Um, they're, they're just brilliant. Um, I, I've seen, I've got tickets to see Kiri Pritchard McLean coming. So have I in London. She's brilliant. I'm she's really so enjoying. good. Um, um, Ra- I saw Rachel Fairburn's show in Edinburgh yeah. as well, and I did a gig with her the other night. And I just think she's, the- she's I've, got, I've got the biggest crush on her. I, I think she's so cool. Um, I yeah. love her. Um, but uh, like in the past, I mean, I've I've liked so many different comedians. Um, it's uh, all of them. I can't remember now, so that's good. Um, did you have Did you have comedy growing up in the household? Um, not so much. I mean, we had lots of comedy, like uh, not necessarily stand up, um, but like I used to watch Robin Williams obsessively. Um, the way I know I, I recently, obviously, it's so sad what happened to him. Um, and I watched a documentary recently that's um, about Robin's wish and yeah. I how he did comedy and how he was just firing he he was just like pew 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 an extraordinary talent brain was so clever and so wired for comedy so i remember watching um you know films like hook and stuff like i i just loved everything about robin williams and so that to me he was like my biggest hero like growing up and 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 just his his whole like persona and when he's on stage he just inhabits that like like he's just yeah, yeah, so clever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely loved him. Um, and like I've I've seen so so many comics, you know, in Edinburgh as well. Like God, I, I wrote a There's list. So actually. many of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, oh God, I can't even write. Who did I? Edinburgh. Oh, right. Oh, here we go. Um. So we saw. Oh, I love Esther Manito. She's, She's brilliant. brilliant. Um, the turn Lily Phillips I like as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see her show, and I, it was, it was always at a time where I was sort of in the middle of doing something else, and I, I could half, half yeah. seven is not a good time if there's it's loads so of people busy. on. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Um, but I loved. Uh, I went to see Rich Hardesty's show. Yeah. Um, did you see that? Yeah. Um, he. Superb. It, it blew me away, uh, genuinely. Um, he, him and, and Vittorio Angeloni, um, his show was amazing. And then uh, I think for me personally, the, the show that absolutely knocked my socks off and I loved, and I would watch that again and again and again and again, uh, was Amy Gledel. Oh, um, she's brilliant. She's, she's so, so funny. And she's also... On top of that, she's a really, really lovely person. Lovely woman, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. So I, I really like her, and she's, you know, I've, I've oh, you, she's great. You are, you are so true. There are so many great female comedians at the minute. I love uh, Kerry Godleyman. Yes, she can do no wrong. 
She's just oh, no. superb every time. And I love Jen Brister as well. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, Jen's is, a, yes. a Brighton... I saw, I saw her show about the 2019 show, and she she did the um, Monkey Barrel. And yeah. the place was packed out, and by the end of it, they gave her a standing ovation. It I'm was not surprised. Extraordinary. She's so, so she's and, so good. Yeah. She so and also Angela Barnes as well. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big I mean, time. I, I know her really well. Yeah. Great. And and what was nice, they both came to our wedding, so that was really nice. Oh, lovely. That's great. That's wonderful. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, what's nice is is like bigging up the female comedians. Yeah, moment, you're right. And, you know, like people who are coming coming up and doing really well, like Sakisa and Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're they're all they're all really smashing it. They're, like Kate Martin is lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Kate crazy. Kate Martin is coming on the podcast. Oh great. Um Jen Brister's done the podcast and so has Angela Barnes. You've got so, all the greats. <laughs> all all the all the great all all the great uh, female comedians. Um <laughs> Like me, do you go to a lot of uh, comedy shows as a member of the audience? Yeah, I mean, like obviously, if I'm not gigging, like, and I'm free that night, I'll go to Rich and watch his show. So oh. I do get to see. Uh, I support him. Um, I don't heckle. <laughs> so you're shit. I'm like, <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm always very nice. Um, but I do love going to see comedy. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've got tickets i love going to soho theater if i could yeah. make it i mean i really enjoy going to cabaret as well so like yeah. something that's a bit different um i love uh um i go and see jinx monsoon who's a drag queen so I, I really enjoy drag shows as well um but yeah i do try and get to see as much comedy as possible not so much um sort of you know local stuff um uh, but i i do really enjoy going to see get tickets to go and see a show i mean my friend went to see jason byrne the other night at uh, the old market and and i didn't go for some reason I, I i i normally go with her but i couldn't remember something happened and i couldn't go and then she messaged me and said oh my god we're in the pub with jason byrne and i was like what and so and i went and met them and then he, he um, is the nicest person he's you so nice. and, and hysterical He's so funny. He's yeah. so funny. It's disgusting how funny he is. I, I mean, he's I've been seen going him. for a long time. Oh, well. he is. I've, I've, I've seen him, I think, every year since we've been going to Edinburgh. I've seen him in London. And he's, he now recognises the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello, in? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. Um, if you were on a bill, uh, yeah. a comedy bill, would you stay and watch the other acts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, sometimes it's difficult if you're driving quite a long way um, and, you know, you've sort of come up to, you know, because I'm working at the moment, so I've got to be um, at at the studio at, like, half eight in the morning, um, so it's quite early um, sometimes. So I, I do try and stay. If I can, I'll stay and watch everyone because... You know, it's it's only nice, and also I like being there from the beginning as well. So you can kind of hear what the MC says. And, yeah, yeah. And I really like uh, when I do my set. I really like to reference something that the MC has joked about. Um, a person who is brilliant for that, and he also references 
um, other comedian sets is Michael May. Like, oh, he's you brilliant. know, oh, he's so good and he's such a good MC. Yeah. And he will like take bits out of your set and and take bits out of like what the audience has said. And he'll just like riff on it. And you're like, that's so clever. Like, I, I love him. And he's another one. He's just so lovely. He's so um, good. The, yeah. the reason why I ask the questions to the comedians is that there's a section in my blog called mm -hmm. The Ones That Got Away. And I've I've written, I think, 25 comedians who have either passed on or I haven't had a chance to see. And top of the tree for me uh, is Morecambe and Wise. I would have loved to have seen them live. They're, they're the reason why this blog exists. I, I can remember aged about four sitting in a at home in Carlisle and everybody young and old just crying with laughter at them That's so good, they, yeah. they, the first ever gig I saw was Les Dawson in Scarborough he was extraordinary in the 70s then Tommy Cooper then Ken Dodd then the two Ronnies and I got the bug and I just thought this is amazing and uh, uh, the start of the alternative comedy I saw Alexi Sale I saw French and Saunders um, uh, Rick Mail, I've seen in Carlisle. Uh, the first wow. time I came down to London, the first comedy store bill was um, <laughs> Phil Jupiter's, Linda Smith, um, uh, uh, Charles Fleischer, who went on to voice Roger Rabbit, and he was never oh, seen. Really? <laughs> and it's and it's extraordinary watching all these comedians. Another reason for the blog is to watch them develop. So. Um, there was a there was a I just recently met Harry Hill and uh, oh, he still God. he's just the best and he and he still holds the record for the best opening line I've ever heard on a gig. I first saw him thirty years ago at the King's Head in Crouch End. He brushed past me, jumped up onto the stage. He said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really sorry I'm late for the gig. I had to have a testicle brought down." And then there was a pause and everybody laughed. And then he said, "From Derby." <laughs> <laughs> And when, when I met him, I told him this. He went, oh, I still tell it now and it still gets laughs. See, <laughs> <laughs> Willie Just Jones is not, never not funny. Never not funny. And, it, and it's and it's little magical moments like that, that, that what's not to love, you know. Um, uh, have you, how have you found any online gigs as opposed to live gigs? Have you done any online gigs? I did like one and it was one. Cool. Yeah, it was like the, the technology, it was when the pandemic had just started right. and we were all in lockdown and we, it was it was like a, not even a month like into it yeah. and it was on Twitch and I didn't know what that was and, and I'm not very good at... <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> no, and I'm not very good at technology and also it was like an open mic thing and it was just... Mm. It was basically like, you know that years ago there was that really fashionable thing that we did called chat roulette. And you basically play, press like shuffle and then you get a really grainy like video of somebody, you know, in <laughs> America or whatever. So it, it was just like that. And it was just really right. like grainy videos and everyone was like hunched around their, their laptops. And, you know, this is Rich's laptop and his setup. So, um, obviously, that's why it's, like, good quality. But mine, I like, I've got a really old laptop. <laughs> I've got a crappy phone. <laughs> so, 
I've only done one and it was terrible. So yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. I I um I, I don't know how I got through the pandemic without online gigs, but but you cannot be live. I mean, um when 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 the online gigs first started, I used to go they used to have uh it used to be, always be comedy online. It was uh the uh Sean James Happy Mondays comedy night. And it was Charles Regan's Irishman Abroad on a Friday. I, I, I used to go to all three of them. Um, and certainly at Always Be Comedy, who do them really well, um, when, they, when they all first started off after about a month in, there was no audio. So, <laughs> so here I was sitting here laughing at four walls. Nobody could hear me. And I was getting people banging on the walls. I thought I was going to be taken away. <laughs> But when they when they did the audio, you could see that the ones that could do it were chatting to the audience and timing the jokes and all the rest of it. But there was still that little delay. And and the thing that I so missed, thank God it's back about live comedy, is that I love to go out on a Saturday night, have a few drinks or a meal with friends, and then go and sit in the auditorium. And just think, right, you are going to make me laugh. It's of the moment. So you're there and anything can happen. And that's the magic of it. Absolutely. And and Yeah. there's nothing like like looking at you know the whites of people's eyes like you're Yeah. feeling the energy of someone it's not the same doing it on online Yeah. i mean i i actually got tickets for um the covid arms when i when that was you know I saw that. running Yeah, it was really good. brilliant and that was such a good idea as well and and i was part of the the biggest ever quiz you know the world record Yeah. for the the biggest ever quiz and that was so much fun um And so I was doing that from home. And then I also watched Jess Foster Q. Um, Oh, she's, what a talent. she's amazing as well. She, Yeah. she's an, up there with my, one of my favorites Yeah, as well. yeah, you and me both, yeah. And she, um, I watched hers, uh, her show and I'd got a ticket and everything. And then about halfway through, I was so fed up with the people going, bah, 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 talking and like crunching. And, and I was like, shut up. So I, I turned it off because I thought, I'm, I've get, she's got my money uh, she can have it I'm going to go and see it again at some point honestly what a palaver Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, thank God, live comedy is back because it's it's yeah it's just the best. I have so much enjoyed talking to you. You have thank been a fantastic you guest, and I cannot wait to come and see you live on stage. I will let you know when I've got a good one coming up Definitely, <laughs> definitely, please. Um, just before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? Is there? Have you got any? Have you got a podcast? Have you are you writing a book, for example? Have you, uh, what's your um, social media? Anything like that? Uh, well, my social media, you can follow me. I'm on Facebook as Kate McGann Comedian um, and also on uh, Instagram. It's Kate McGann Arang, um, which is my surname with Arang on the end. Nice. And that's from Hook. Um, from In Hook, <laughs> they said uh, Bangarang. So that's yes. from <laughs> that. And that's a little like nod to Robin Williams there. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not, uh, I've got some gigs coming up, but that's it. really I'm, I'm not really doing anything uh the sitcom is a work in progress um I'm so still I'm looking looking forward forward to to that. that when and uh, I'm, I'm... I'm 
desperately looking for um, an agent as well because I, I was signed, but unfortunately uh, the person that signed me left the company and I wasn't able to be picked up by one of the other agents. So oh, I had to leave. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, well, I'm sure that won't be too long. Thank you. Well, I'm on the hunt. So if you know anyone, send them my way. <laughs> I will do. And I'm so looking forward to the sitcom being yes. on TV and in it, don't forget, Dalek. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, I, believe me, I'm going to be first in the queue to see you live Thank uh, you. because you've been a fantastic guest. And I wish you so much success. I really do. Thank you so much for your time. Good to see you. And all Thank the best you. to you. Bye. Thank you.